Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, already in progress. The Jordan and go in and possess the land which the Lord God is giving you and you will possess it and dwell in it. Shout this morning. Say, I'm going over. I'm going over. I'm, I'm going over. I'm going over. I've been behind this line too, too long. I'm, I'm, going, I'm just going over. And the Jordan, rec- uh, the Jordan represents a line of, line of demarcation from the land of not enough to the land of more than enough. And so we're just going to have to decide. We're going to step across the line. You know how you, you, you kind of felt yourself when you, was, when, you was, uh, when you was small. You felt yourself on the playground and somebody stepped to you the wrong way. And, and then you just, you just kind of drew a line and step across that if you want to. Ain't nobody else do that? And they stepped across that line. It's like, I, I, how about this one? Amen. But no, sometimes we just got to say, the, the scripture says we're going to go over. It says you will cross over the Jordan and go in and possess the land that the Lord has given you. Next verse says, and you shall be careful to observe all the statutes and statutes and judgments which I set before you today. Now go back to verse 31 real fast. Just throw it, throw it back up there for me, please. Thank you so much. All right, look at this. It says, for you will go cross over the Jordan and go in and, and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, when you read this and you take your time and read this, you kind of want to ask yourself a question. Um, you know, are you giving it to me or do I still have to possess it? Is, is, is this land being given to me? Or am I still have to possess it? He says, and you will possess it. He says he's given it to you, but then he says you will possess it. He's given it to you, but you will possess it. So what's this going to be? Is he giving it to me or do I have to possess it? Okay. And so that's a question that we want to take care of on the day because there are some things that we can just receive by faith. See, you can, you can receive the joy of the Lord by faith, and it's just, it, it, it's done. It's done there. You don't have to do anything else. You just rest in the joy of the Lord. Okay, you can just decide. You can decide when you wake up in the morning, this day is going to be full of joy. And I am determined I'm not going to have anybody disrupt my joy-filled day. Tell your neighbor, say, you should have did that this morning. You should have did that. This morning. See, I want to tell them, don't be scared. You said you, you should have did this morning. Tell your other neighbor, say, you, you too should have did that this morning. Okay, so it's not too late. We're still in the morning. So go ahead and go ahead and decide. I'm going to have a joy-filled day. Now fix your face. Now fix your face. Fix your face. Praise God. So I can just receive it. I can just receive the joy of the Lord. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my faith. I, listen, I can just decide I've received it. I can decide to receive the peace of the Lord. I can just, I can just decide I'm, I'm just going to have peace. I can be worried about a lot of stuff, but I'm choosing not to. I'm just going to receive peace. You hear what I'm saying? All of us have plenty of opportunities to worry about stuff, but we just got to make up our mind we're not. I'm going to receive the peace of God. I'm going to sit back here and I'm going to relax myself and I'm just going to, I'm just going to rest in the peace of God. There's some things you can just receive. But folks, there's on, on the other hand, there's some things you're going to have to fight for. 
I said, there's some things you're going to have to fight for. There's some things that you're going to have a battle in your flesh. There's some things that's going to be a battle in your mind. There's going to be a battle against the enemy. And you just can't just say, I receive and walk in it. No, there's some, there's some fighting that you're going to have to do in order to possess what's already yours. Are you hearing this? And so really we, three, we see a threefold process in this particular scriptures. We see a threefold process of how we actually uh, enter into this conquering state in life. First of all, we, we see from these scriptures that we have an inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. We have an inheritance with God. Now, to inherit something which sometimes is foreign to us because many of us are, are, are we, we don't have much experience in receiving an inheritance. Uh, years ago, I'm, I was 12, uh, 12 years old. My father, my father died in a car accident. And he had a small life insurance policy. $3,000. And it had me as beneficiary. I thought I was a millionaire. <laughs> Glory to God. 13 years old with $3,000? Shoot. Man, my mother made me put it in the bank, so I, I had to hold it. I had to hold it until I was 16, and then I used it to buy my first car. Guess how much my first car was? $3,000. <laughs> How y'all know? Y'all wasn't there. So in that, in, in, in that instance, I, I, I had a car. Come to find out that car wasn't worth what I paid for it, but, you know, I had fun with it. Praise God. But what I'm saying is, is that a lot of us don't have experience with people leaving us anything. A lot of times in our experience, when people go to be with the Lord, they leave us with something, yes, but they leave us with our obligations. You get phone calls and letters. Be like, how are you going to take care of this? It wasn't mine in the first place. And so we're, we're, we're foreign to this, to this whole inheritance idea. And so because we haven't experienced it a lot in a natural state, and I'm not talking about everybody because some of you may have some uh, ancestors or some people that were before you that really planned and, and did what they were supposed to do and, and were really diligent in leaving you something, uh, as the word says. And so I'm not, I'm not making a blanket statement. I'm just saying for the, for the most part, those people who I encounter don't, don't have experience with receiving inheritance. That makes sense? And so, we don't, so because we don't have this experience, then sometimes when we, when we read things and we hear things and we understand things from Scripture, and when it says that we've been left something by God, we really can't put the pieces together because we haven't experienced it in, the natural, in our natural life. And so it's a foreign concept to us to understand what does it mean to have something left to you by inheritance? What does it mean for you to be set up by someone before you? And see, that's what we're talking about here. When we talk about an inheritance, it means to receive something by right. It means to be given something by birthright. See, there are some things that we ought to be owed or we ought to receive because of what family line we're born into. Amen. And so because we're born again into the family of God, there are some things that has been handed down to us by right. And because we're in the family of God, we're supposed to have some stuff. Is that everybody with me this morning? So now we receive this by, by right. And so now 
Jesus then, because of what Jesus, Jesus did, Jesus came and, and, and um, he solidified the will. Jesus died, but Jesus rose again to execute the will. He's the only man on the face of the earth in all of creation that has established a will, died, and then rose again to make sure that the will that he left was enforced. That makes sense. So now he left us some things by God. God's left us some things because of what Jesus did. And we have by right an expectation to walk into an inheritance. Does this make sense? Now, Romans chapter number 8, verse number 17, Amplified says, uh, it says, uh, if we are his children, then we are his what? Come on, say it, folks. We are his what? Heirs. And then heirs of who? And fellow heirs with who? Heirs with God and fellow heirs with Christ. That, that word heir comes from inheritance or denotes inheritance. When you gave your life to Jesus, there was a divine download into your life. Come on, glory to God. The Bible says he opened up his good treasure, even the heavens, bless God. And he poured us out everything that we would ever need, want, or desire. The Bible says that, that, that he's, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There was a massive download of peace, of joy, of prosperity, of blessing, of healing, glory to God, of success. All of that was downloaded into our life at the born again experience by inheritance but you can have an inheritance folks and be ignorant of it and not be able to access it anybody ever got one of them texts or emails or or uh you know you may you may you may you may be a recipient of unfound money y'all ever got one of them before did y'all check on it y'all ain't check on it shoot i got one i checked on it I sure did. Shoot, I ain't leaving nothing out there. If it's, if it's, if it's close to my name, it might be mine. Did my search, bang, bang, bang. And I, I got one all the way. It got all the way to Orange County. Got all the way. I said, oh, I'm in this thing now. I'm in this thing now. Wayne Fry from Orange County. Oh, it's my money. <laughs> Glory to God. Got all, got, all, got all the way to Orange County and happened not to be me. I'm going to check on it. Now some of y'all going to change y'all tune now when y'all when y'all get that thing now y'all be like shoot pastor check it on I'm going to check on it too. Because you never know. You never know if you had a long lost relative that you didn't even know anything about that left some stuff and the state has control of it and the state's trying to find out it's right for owner. See if you never show up to claim your inheritance they don't have to give it to you. They don't have to give it to you. They'll just hold it. They'll gain entrance on it. They'll use it for whatever they want to use. And you just go without, even though it's, it's yours. And see, that's why the devil fights you when it comes to you hearing the word of God. Because when you hear the word of God, your inheritance is being exposed. See, when you hear the word of God, you start realizing what you've been left by God. And when you find out that you've been left healing in hell and you're dealing with pain in your body, you start thinking like, wait a minute now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm here hurting, suffering, but the word says I've been left healing in hell. Something wrong, something wrong here. I need to step up and, and, and claim my what? Inheritance. 
You hearing this? And so we see here that we get, we get to this conquering, uh, conquering stage, number one, through inheritance. Because listen, folks, when, you're, when the will is read and you're in the will, you want to be present to hear it. Oh, yeah, I missed it. Every Sunday I get up here and I read a portion of the will. Come on. And every Sunday you ought to be present to hear what belongs to you. Because if you don't hear what belongs to you, you'll be out there lacking what actually is yours by right. But you don't even have a clue about it. Does that make sense? Number two, the second, second part of this, this second phase of this process of conquering is possession. Everybody say possession. So now we have an inheritance, but that inheritance needs to be possessed. Okay? Now, possession means receiving. I have to receive it. Because I can know it's mine, but if I don't go get it, then I'm not going to be able to experience it. So when you get your call this week from one of the local banks and says, uh, so-and-so, we just came across in our records an account. It was opened about three years ago, but somehow it just got overlooked and it's been drawing interest for three years. But we was going through our internal audit and find out that we need figured out we need to contact this person that has this particular account. So the account is yours. You need to just come down and claim it. You can put down the phone. She'd be like, glory to God. Jesus. He came through. Oh, Jesus. Man, you can dance all around your house. You can call up your friends. You can shout. You can follow your news. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But if you never go down to the bank, your life will remain the same as if you didn't even get that call. Does that make sense? So we got to possess what's ours. Just knowing that it's ours is not enough. We're going to have to possess it. Now, the word says that sometimes we have to fight the good fight of faith. And I love the Bible when it says a good fight of faith because every fight that's good is a fight that we win. I don't know who you are. If you think a fight was good after you got your tail whooped, something wrong with you. Right? Those are ones you want to forget, move, behind, move past. You don't want nobody to know about. You want to broadcast the ones that you whooped up on somebody. I whooped up on them good. It's a good fight. So we, sometimes we have to fight the good fight of faith. So now, let's talk about this possession. Go to Joshua 18 now. Let's go to Joshua 18. And we're going to talk about some things I think will be exactly where we need to be. Praise God. Shout again. Say, it's my business to conquer. Okay, I, I asked you to shout it. You said it, so let me try it again. I said, shout it. It's my business, it's my business to, conquer. to conquer. Yeah, that's, don't, don't forget that. Don't forget that. Okay, Joshua 18. Now, now how many know Joshua knows some stuff about conquering? Joshua was a man's man. Joshua was a bad boy, I tell you. He had great responsibility. Moses checked out. 
and Josh, Josh, the mantle was handed to Joshua, the word of God came to Joshua and said, hey man, only be strong and very courageous. Wherever you put the soles of your feet, I've already given it to you. And Joshua went to work. Joshua went to work claiming and possessing all the land that he could, man. Anything that got in his way, he was taking care of. And he had, he had a couple folks with him that, that cut up on him, caused him to fall behind a couple uh, fights and whatnot, but he got back on track. He dealt with them. But Joshua was a bad man. He, 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 knew how to, he knew how to possess what God had promised him. Man waited 40 years in the wilderness while other people were dying off. He was waiting for 40 years, and then he stepped into his divine purpose and conquered the land that God had already given him. So here we go, Joshua chapter 18, verse number 3. He says, Joshua addressed the people. Message translation. Joshua addressed the people of Israel. Look at this. He says, how long are you going to sit around on your hands, putting off, taking possession of the land, that God, the God of your ancestors, has given you. He says, how long? Hunt somebody this morning and say, how long? How long? How long? Now do something for me. Do something for me. Do something for me. Put your Bible, put your notebook down. Now sit on your hand. Sit on your hand just for a minute. Just, just, lift, just, just, just hike your leg up and sit, put your hand up. Just sit on your hand. Just, just, just sit on your hand. He says, how long are you going to sit around on your hands? Not taking possession of what God has given you. Which then denotes that it's so close that you could reach it if you wasn't sitting on your hands. Oh, y'all missing, missing good places to shout, I'm telling you. How you clapping if you're supposed to be sitting on your hands? Y'all bad, man. Y'all a bad group of people, boy. Y'all tough. But notice your posture. You sitting on your hands, you're idle. You're almost immobile. You, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even necessitate you exerting any energy by sitting on your hand. And Joshua says, how long are you going to sit around on your hands and not take possession of what's already been given to you? You may not sit on your hands now. Praise Jesus. But y'all getting my point? Which again, the notes that what's for you is so close that if you just reach out, you can take it. And I've seen it far too often that people get so close to possessing what's theirs, but they don't reach out. Now, there's two reasons why people sometimes sit on their hands. First reason is people sit on their hands because they're so uncomfortable. Where they, I ever sit in the ever sat in the place that chairs was uncomfortable, and and you just sit there long enough, you like Lord Jesus, would they hurry up, Lord, and, and you kind of shift your weight from one side to the other side in the chair, and and, and one side feel like it's about to fall asleep. Oh, you ain't never been there, Lord, have mercy. And but you put and you, you put your hands up on it just to kind of keep keep the muscles back there, whatever. 
So you so they become so uncomfortable where they are. But listen, folks, in the, in the same time, they're so fearful of doing anything. They're so uncomfortable. I can't stand where I am in life. I can't stand how my relationship is now. I can't stand how my financial situation is. I can't stand what's going on in my body. But they're, they, they're so uncomfortable, but yet they're so afraid to do anything. And so they sit on their hands because they don't know what to do. Second reason why people sit on their hands is because they feel like they're being punished for something. Think about a little kid. When a little kid gets in trouble and, and, they, and they've done something uh, uh, that they weren't supposed to do, sometimes when they get reprimanded, they sit on their hands. Because they, they, they feel like they're being punished. They feel like they're being condemned and they don't want to fail again so they want if they can't control their hands they put their hands up underneath of them and so you got to understand something fear and condemnation will prevent you from possessing anybody catching this so Joshua says how long and I can just imagine the frustration in Joshua's in, inside of Joshua because Joshua know, knew what the people of God was promised. Joshua knew what was rightfully theirs. Joshua knew that they'd already been delayed too long. Joshua was just frustrated with the people of God who'd already been given something but yet not doing anything about it. And far too often we've been spending time coming to church, finding out what we're supposed to, finding out what belongs to us, us, but going out from here and not doing anything about it. And so I'm echoing Joshua today, how long are you going to keep sitting on your hands and not taking possession of what God's already given you? It's yours for the taking. I said it's yours for the taking. I say it's yours for the taking. Say it's my business to conquer. But you can't conquer sitting on your hands. Can't conquer sitting on your hands. Got this? Now let me, let me say this. In the Old Testament, because of the dispensation, the people of God had to possess by physical force. Joshua had to go people. Joshua with hand-to-hand -hand combat. Swords. Whole nine yards. Joshua, Joshua even got, got, got in one particular place and he was running out of time. He knew if it got dark, man, he was going to get whooped. He said, son, stand still. Joshua, bad man. But I'm telling you what, glory to God. Fighting all day. He, wasn't, he didn't ask for no water. He didn't ask for no break. He just, he just fighting. I, mean, I can see him now. All day long. And then he asked God to extend the day. Joshua knew how to win. So he had to physically, they had to, they had to go to uh, Jericho. They had to go to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, the, uh, to the battlefield. They had to come against these people with, with physical force. That's the Old Testament. But those of us who are in the new dispensation, after Jesus 
died, and rose again. He won the victory of every fight that we ever face. So we don't possess today, folks, by physical force. You don't go strong-arm somebody and take their stuff and make it yours. I should have got more amens than that. Y'all looking like, Pastor, you told us to call the conquer. I mean, shoot, I'm ready to take some people out. No, that's not how we, that's not how we possess. We don't possess by taking stuff from others and making it ours. We don't, we don't possess by fighting others. We possess now in a different manner than they did in the Old Testament because our victory has already been won. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. So the victory is already mine. So then, Pastor, how do I possess it? If I don't possess it with my physical strength, how do I possess it? I possess it with my faith. And so by faith, I receive my inheritance in my heart. And see, I got to make sure in order to possess it or take it, I take it, I take it to myself. I take it in me. I take it in my thinking. I take it in my believing. I take it in my confidence. I take it in my, in, in my, in, oh, glory to God. I take it. So even in the possession stage, I might not, people may not see the stuff fully manifested even though I possessed it, but I'm on my way to dwelling in it. Are y'all hearing this? Because I got to know what's mine, and then I got to take it within me, and then I bless God, I just walk it out by faith. Because folks, I can, I, can, I can know I'm healed, but the doctor don't agree with that yet. But because I possessed it, it's just going to be a matter of time that the report that the doctor gave me is going to line up with what I possess. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all hearing this? So how long? By faith, we receive our inheritance in our hearts. So you got to know and you got to believe that with his stripes I'm healed. You got to know and you got to believe all my needs are met. You got to know and you got to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You got to know that and you got to believe that. I inherit it, I possess it, and then the third stage of this conquering is the dwelling. So once I know what's mine, once I possessed it, then I move to the place of dwelling in it. And we're going to talk about dwelling in...